0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Empowering Artists Podcast. My name is Rebecca. I am your host for this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Or if you are a new listener, thank you for clicking on this episode. Um, or if you are a returning listener, I am so thankful you are back here with me today. Um, yeah, guys. Thank you so much. I'm super excited because um, what I'll be talking about today is something that I think everyone has questions about everyone sort of wants more information about and um, that would be the subject of sort of how to support yourself as you're pursuing an artistic career or your um, you know your artistic dream now I'm not going to sugarcoat it and I feel like a lot of people sort of know the reality of being an artist um, myself being an actor especially um, but you are not always necessarily working in your in your field. Now, if you are super lucky um, and fortunate to be working in your field, then congratulations to you. I'm super jealous. I wish that I was consistently um, acting. Uh, but as we sort of know, um, with the past year, I have not been able to consistently act um, due to, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. And I think a lot of people um, haven't been able to do the art in the normal way. So that being said, I am looking towards the future. I think the future is uh, like looking really good and I'm really excited for what is to come in the future. Um, but yeah, sort of how do you, like, what do you do in the interim between, you know, your artistic talents or not talents, but like your artistic, um, like contracts, positions, etc. So, I guess this is sort of just going to be um, a rundown of the kinds of jobs that I've had, what i found to be something that really works, which maybe doesn't work as well. Um, and it'll be kind of geared towards actors. It's not going to be like, you know, a dedicated actors chat kind of thing um, for that segment of the podcast. But I feel like just overall, um, you know, when we're starting out, especially if you're going from maybe a corporate job um, to your artistic Career, the jump and that experience can be kind of not I don't say jarring, but you know it can take an adjustment period. So if you are thinking about doing that transition, or you're wondering, you know, what can I do for work? Um, if you're an actor or really any artist whatsoever, um, yeah, just keep on listening. So the f- I guess I'll just start off with going through like the jobs that I've had and whether I feel like they're working or if they're not working in like your favor as an artist. Um, So specifically for actors um, early on in their careers, I found that um, having flexibility is probably the biggest thing, um, or it's at least it's the biggest thing that I look for. And I think that can be applied to not only actors, but artists in general, because if you have, um, you know, something that's part of your project where you can only work on like maybe you're doing things at weird times of the day or maybe um you sometimes you have somewhere to be in the middle of the day but not always um yeah it can get kind of weird i guess depending on what you're doing but for actors you know sometimes there are auditions in the middle of the day and you're not always able to sometimes you need that entire day for travel purposes or sometimes there are other things to factor in um yeah, so keeping in mind that this flexibility I found for at least being an actor and maybe if you're also a, maybe you're you're a model and you're trying to break into that industry and, you know, modeling agencies are open during regular business hours. So that's something also to consider when you're looking for an agent or looking to work for an agency. So what I found flexibility is to be the best thing, um, my first job was teaching a summer camp in the mornings and I did that for two weeks um in between my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college. So I wasn't really into like the professional theater world at that point. I was still like pretty new. Um, but I found that to be really good because half of my day was or not even half of my day. It was like three hours of my day in the morning. Um, I was working and then I had the afternoons to go do anything I needed to do. I wasn't really doing a whole lot at that point just because I didn't know where to look. But that was something that was like my first job. And um, yeah, it was a pretty good job. It paid pretty decently for someone starting out. I mean, for an 18-year-old or I think I was 17 at the time because I turned 18 during the summer. um, I think I was paid $22 an hour, which, you know, was pretty pretty good for a, um, for someone who was just out of, um, high school. Now keeping in mind that I only did that for like two or four weeks total during the summer. So it was, um, yeah, it wasn't like something consistent and I was living at home. So the financial stress, like that was me working just to work. Um, and I liked that it wasn't as flexible as far as, you know, if I needed to take a day off, then I that wasn't really an option, but um, yeah, that was the first job I had and, and I liked it and I wanted to mention it because, you know, it did pay well and it was me using my my skills and my talents, so I thought that was pretty important too. Um, and then the following years I worked a retail and a food service job and I was a cashier and I worked um, on a food line in a fast casual restaurant. Um, Both of those I did while I was in school so again not something that you know I was overly relying on like to make ends meet but that was just you know some extra money that was coming in and as far as auditions were concerned I was able to sort of keep that schedule with like the classes I was taking I was working during the day and on my college campus rehearsals were in the evening so nothing really conflicted um But I did keep that job into summer, or the food service job into the summer, where I had, um, I was auditioning professionally and all that stuff. And what I liked about that job was that because I was working like in shifts, I was able to trade shifts with people. If I needed um, a day off, I was able to um, say, hey, like I can't work on this day, but I can work on this day. So is there any way we can just like do that? And when I would talk to my manager, Um, And that was, again, not a big financial, you know, stressor on me just because I was still in school. Um, But I liked that I was pretty, pretty easily able to sort of move things around if I needed to. Um, As far as like doing it out of school, I don't think it would necessarily make sense if you're trying to pursue like a career in something and you're supporting yourself. Um, in this particular position, not because, you know, it's a bad position or anything, but it definitely doesn't pay what one needs to live, which I know is, you know, very important to consider. Um, and then I worked for, oh my gosh, I'm like, I can't remember. Like I've had so many jobs guys. Um, okay. So then I started working as a nanny. Well, not even, not even really a nanny. I would like go to this family's house in the mornings just to make sure that their kids got on the bus in the morning. And that was a pretty easy job. It was like in the mornings from like 7 to 9 um, in the morning. And that was... Um, it worked pretty well. Um, I think there was only one time there was like a quote-unquote conflict that I had with being there in the mornings. And I talked to the mom about it and it was really easy to work around so it wasn't, you know, crazy or anything. Um, and that job paid, um, I forget what it paid, but it was like a decent amount of money for what I was doing. And I felt like it was pretty easy. So, and it was also like in the mornings. So if I had, you know, to go to an audition or let's say you are presenting your portfolio, um, to someone, or maybe you're a makeup artist and you're like looking to get hired for a magazine and you had a, a, um, an interview during the day, um, doing something in the mornings would be very um very doable in my opinion. As far as um afternoons, I don't know how mm, I mean I feel like it would be fine um if you were like still looking for like if you're still in the stage of looking for projects or looking for things to work on. Um, I feel like when you're starting out a lot of the things might sort of be in the evenings or on the weekends so it's a little bit easier to get everything sort of, like, squared away schedule-wise. But I feel like, you know, if you were working on, um, like, a show or something in the evenings, then that also wouldn't really be much of a conflict. Now, if you were working on a show with rehearsals during the day, um, at that point, you're probably working a union contract. And I have an entire episode on, you know, unions and what they are, that is out already, so if you're interested in learning more about unions, you can go um, take a listen to that episode. I think it was released on Monday, and this is a little off topic, but um, there was just a big change in um, this one particular, in Actors' Equity Association, if you're familiar, and if you're an actor listening to this, and again, this, this will be geared more towards actors, but um, Actors' Equity Association just had a really big announcement and it's a change to their admission policy into equity so I think I'm going to make it an episode on that just sharing my thoughts because um, I think it's very interesting but like literally that came out and I thought about my podcast episode and I was like I literally just did a podcast episode on this and now the information isn't necessarily accurate <laughs> so it's fine it's fine that's how life goes but that was just a thought I had um yeah where was I I think I was talking about, yeah, so if you're working, like, if you're an actor or if you're, you know, in another creative profession that makes sense to work during the day, then you probably wouldn't need to be doing any other work. Um, But yes, any afternoon work, I feel like in the beginning, which is sort of what this is geared towards, like, this is geared towards people who are working um, on their craft and on their careers in the beginning... Um, nannying, babysitting, not a bad gig, especially if you have a cool family who understands and like is really easy to work with. Um, I would say not a bad gig. I actually pick up, um, nannying jobs every now and again, though I haven't in like the past year and a half, um, if I ever need to. And yeah, for this area, it's pretty, pretty easy. The kids I've had, I've gotten really lucky with, and they're all, um, they're all really sweet. So there was the nannying. Oh, and then I was a waitress for nine months or a server, I guess, is what I technically was called. Um, and that one, actually, I didn't mind that job. Um, it wasn't the job that I was sort of unhappy with. It was the place I was serving at. And um, I mean, that aside, it was really easy to switch shifts with other people to tell people or to tell my managers, hey, I can't be in for this day or hey, like, I need to leave a little bit earlier. Um, and, you know, I always worked with them. It was never, hey, I'm doing this. Um, you're on your own. But I was really easily able to work with the management, which I really liked. And then as far as, like, um, changing shifts was also pretty pretty easy as well. So I would say as far as flexibility with that job is concerned um, and being a server and from my friends who are continuing um to be servers they say it's um pretty pretty easy to switch things around get things covered so that is also um an option for a job as well and then i worked for an education company for a couple years that one also had pretty good flexibility i was able to request off in advance um, the thing about this particular company was that i wasn't responsible for um any like shift coverage so the schedule would change from week to week based off of needs and if i requested off in advance then um you know that was always honored and if something came up um yeah it was always something that i felt my company was very openly able to communicate with me about And, um, the couple of times where, you know, maybe I was sick or something, or I remember one time I randomly like had to go to the, I had to go to like urgent care or something. But when I had to do that, um, I wasn't the one who had to sort of like get coverage. Um, and I don't exactly know why, but yeah. Um, it was one of those things where it was sort of the higher ups who took care of that. Um, So I remember when I I did have to go to urgent care, it was very much like, you know, you do your thing and then go. So I'm not saying that you should specifically look for something like that, Um, because again, you just want to make sure that wherever you're working has the flexibility you need. And I would say that place had some pretty good flexibility. Um, And for what I was getting paid, it was also, you know, a decent amount for where the area I was in, the job I was doing. So that particular job, um, I would say, was pretty good as far as flexibility was concerned. Um, and then um, if you, you know, are looking for something along those lines, um, I would say that um, tutoring or, you know, if you have an education background offering that, um, people pay a lot of money for tutoring. For their kids and it's something that you have control over so let's say that you know let's say you're an actor and you're going to be in rehearsals during the day you could schedule your rehearse your tutoring in the evening or when that flips to when you're doing shows in the evening you can push your tutoring back to a different time in the afternoon so i feel like that one is pretty nice as far as like being able to move things around and also um tutors make a good amount of money Um, I know some people who they're like educators um, as a profession and they turn on the side and they make a lot of extra money on the side so if you have that skill set I would definitely think utilizing it um, would be good and um, yeah that kind of brings me up to speed of where I am now um, I would say the biggest thing that I'm doing at the moment as far as jobs and flexibility is concerned, is I am teaching acting, I'm teaching theater, I'm doing private lessons. And so it's kind of like a mix of a lot of different things, but it's sort of the same central theme of, you know, I'm an artist and I'm teaching my art to other people. And it's kind of interesting because I said I would never like I would not want a career as a teacher because that is not like I just feel in my like in my like body that's not the job for me but i love teaching other people about my art and about my craft so if i can have you know a couple classes a week maybe an hour each where i'm like let's do some acting or let's do some musical theater like that stuff is um it you know it's pretty flexible because they're classes and because they're dealing with artists or dealing with because they're working with artists they sort of understand the schedule an artists have and they're really um, easy to work with, or at least my experiences is that, um, and yeah, I've just had really positive experiences, and because it is a specialized skill, it pays more than minimum wage, which is, you know, always good, um, so yeah, I would say that, you know, if you're an artist listening to this, whatever skill set you have, maybe it's not your goal to be a teacher, but you can teach that skill to others, and because you have a very specialized skill you know people will pay a good amount of money for it so while you're pursuing your artistic you know career so let's say you want to be a wedding photographer so while you're working on getting wedding um wedding photography clients on the weekends maybe you're teaching um basics to photography in um you know in the local art community um community center that's what i was looking for So I think the biggest thing here is no matter, like with this teaching thing, is that no matter what skill set you have, artistic skill set, that's a very specialized skill set, and you can charge money to teach it to other people. I know so many singers who have their own voice studios or musicians who teach piano because there is a need there, and they make a lot of money. They charge like, I don't know, I think on the lower end, like forty dollars an hour and on the upper end i've seen like 95 an hour for like a voice lesson so i mean yeah you have a skill it's specialized people want it and they're willing to pay for it so i would say the biggest thing is you know teach your skill to other people and you're just going to be amazed by the flexibility that comes with it and how you can just sort of develop your own craft and you're learning a new skill as well by teaching Um, So I'm always a big advocate for teaching your own skill, Um, like either through a company um, or through your own personal studio or lessons. Um, I just prefer, I prefer lessons just because I feel like, you know, if you have a private studio or private lessons, you can just have so much more control over your rates, how much money you're getting, what you're teaching, and I just, I tend to sort of drift towards um doing that and then the last one that i've found recently that might work for some people but some people might not be a big fan of it is um remote work so this past year with the COVID 19 19 pandemic has i feel showed the world that remote working is possible um in fact you know i worked remotely for um, all of the pandemic basically um and i know that going back into i guess the fall of this year a lot of people are offering a hybrid a hybrid approach so it's like a like maybe three days in the office or two days at home or three days three days at home and two days in the office so remote working i feel is becoming a lot popular um there are lots of physicians out there who are looking for virtual assistants um if you're a social media marketing person there are lots of online positions for that i've seen Um, and just companies in general that are hiring for fully remote positions now i'm partial to remote to remote work because i like being able to sort of do it around other things and it like adds to my income um and the current remote position that I have. I do marketing and operations for choir in the Washington, D.C. area. I love it because I'm just able to work at my own speed from the comfort of my own home. And also the staff that I'm working with is amazing and it's for something that I enjoy. So it's not like, you know, I'm going into an office and being a receptionist at like, you know, maybe a downtown office in D.C. that I would be less happy at. So I'm happy doing this. And the thing with remote work is that, you know, you can find a fully remote position. And if you have the um if you have the correct setup and you have, you know, a boss who's willing to work with you, if you're an actor, if you're a model, if you're a makeup artist, if you're an artist of any kind, and you maybe you have like, you know, an interview or an audition or um a portfolio review on like a Tuesday at like, you know. 10 30 in the morning like if you have remote work and your boss is like yeah as long as you get the work done that's fine with me that's something really appealing that you can sort of work around and sort of work around your schedule and if it's a full-time job you know you could also have benefits if that's something that you are seriously you know considering when looking for a position so i also wanted to throw remote work out there because i feel like it's a new world because so many people are becoming more, I guess, accepting of it with the past year and a half. Um, but I also feel like it's some it's a way that you can have a steady, um, like a steady paycheck coming in, but also giving you the flexibility and freedom you need. Um, because if I'm being honest, you know, I have auditions that pop up, but it's not like I'm at an audition, you know, like for five hours a day, four days a week. Like that's that's not it. So by having a remote position, I have that ability to sort of go to my auditions when I need to, work on my work when I need to, if that means I have to do it early in the morning or if I have to do it when I get home in the evening. Like, it just, I really like it. I highly recommend it. So there are lots of other positions out there. Um, For actors specifically, um, I would recommend if in your area there's probably like a Disney princess party company or maybe there's like a superhero company or like a character company and what these companies do is that they have people dress up as these superheroes, as princesses and they send them out to parties and they're children's entertainers and those pay really well. Um, I myself have am part of a company like that and I love it. It is one of the best jobs I have ever had because I literally get to dress up, use my acting, I get to be a disney character um i get to put a smile on kids faces and i get to have fun and because again it's such a specialized skill and you're sort of like quote unquote on for you know an hour 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 and a half or however long it is you get compensated pretty well um so this one is like specifically for actors um and singers or you know if you're just looking to try something um, along those lines, um, as an artist, really any artist, um, it's something that I really enjoy and highly recommend to anyone if there is a company in their area to just, you know, see what they're about. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think. I think that's it. Oh, um, one more thing. Sorry, guys. I had a conversation the other day with my mentor, um, and we were just, we were talking about this exact topic, and it's sort of what inspired me to do this episode, um, but she taught with a company called VIP Kid, and it's, you're teaching English to kids online who live in China, so these kids live in China, and you're on your computer, and you're just teaching them English, Um, and then everything is provided for you, and you can open up time slots. She really liked it. She enjoyed the kids that she worked with. She said the time zones or the time was a little weird because, you know, China's on the other side of the world from where we live, so the timing is a little bit different, but she really enjoyed it, and it's online. You can pretty much open time slots um, whenever works for your schedule, and yeah, I just felt like I should mention it. Again, that's VIP VIPkid. Um, I think you can sign up online easily on their website and you have to go through training. Um, but yeah, that was another one that she mentioned. Um, and I think, guys, the biggest thing that I found, as long as you find a position that works for you, that works with what you're looking for, maybe it's flexibility, maybe you're looking for a job right now that is you know, going to give you a steady paycheck, so maybe working for maybe like a college or something like that would be more your speed as long as you are doing a job that is allowing you to go after what you want in your career then I say go after what you want um I think it's super important that we don't lose sight of our goals, um which is something I found for myself I just sort of forget occasionally I'm like you know yes you did um, you did commit to this job, but if you can move this shift to another day, because you want to go to this audition, like your goal is to be an actor. So you need to go to auditions. And if it's, you know, a little bit more effort to ask if you can switch shifts with someone, then, you know, that's what you got to do because you have to keep that end goal in mind. Um, so yeah, guys, I hope this gave you some ideas of what you could do for, um, work if you're an artist or if you're an actor. I get a, I get those questions a lot because people are like, oh, what do you do for work? So I figured I'd just share here on the podcast with you. Um, I hope it gave you some ideas. These are definitely not the only ideas. I'm sure there are tons of jobs out there that, you know, will work for you and what you want. And I'm sure there are jobs out there that I've never even heard before that also um, would work really well if that's something that you are wanting to do. So guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know it was a lot of me just talking about my previous jobs, so I hope it was like somewhat informative. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Um, I would love it and it would mean so much to me if you would uh, subscribe to the podcast, rate this episode, comment on this episode, all that fun stuff. And then once you've done that, Head over to my Instagram, DM me at artisticallyboldlife, and let's talk more about some ways you can use, um, use your skills to make some money in the interim between the projects you're working on as an artist. Um, I love talking about that stuff because I feel like it just gets so creative and ideas are flowing around, so I love doing that. And before we go, today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by my free Facebook group, Empowering Artists in Business. If you are an artist of any kind looking to monetize your skills, come join the group. We would love to have you. Thank you so much again for listening to the episode, and I will see you in the next one.